Hello, everyone, and welcome to Western Conference Wednesday. Today, we are discussing Duncan Keith retiring and Johnny Gaudreau heading out of Calgary and many more moves being made in the Western Conference. You're locked on NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everyone? As always, it's your Western Conference Wednesday, people. Jess Belmosto of Locked on Flames, and I am joined by Brett Holden of Locked on Oilers. How are you, Brett? Oh, I'm not too bad. A little tired, but that's what we got for free agent frenzy. It's exciting. That's what we're here for. Exactly. I think that this is one of my favorite days of the year because it's just so much happening at once, and you get to see some really unexpected numbers and players kind of going really unexpected places sometimes. Oh yeah. That's why they call it the frenzy. I mean, uh, over here on the West side or West coast, I guess uh, (laughs) I say West coast, I'm in Alberta, but we like to call ourselves the West coast. It's still early when, when it's always an early type of day, you wake up at six 30 and you get ready for the day. And I'm normally a person who likes to, who loves their sleep, honestly, but today is one of those days that's easy to get out of bed because like you said, there's so much going on. Yeah, so do we want to start with uh, Duncan Keith, since, you know, he is a former oiler. Let's do it. Let's do it. Who just recently announced his retirement. Yeah, that's, um, he played 17 season, NHL seasons, uh, 16 of those with the Blackhawks. He played 64 games this season with the Oilers, and he had 21 points. Um now, I do, didn't really follow his career closely, but he won three Stanley Cups. Three with, Stanley Cups. That's incredible. Um, obviously, with uh, Chicago's little dynasty that they had going in 2010, 2013, and 2015. Um, what did he bring to the Oilers while he was there? As soon as Duncan Keith came to the Edmonton Oilers, it was something that the Oilers haven't had in a long time. And it genuinely something almost as if the Oilers had a a guy of a pedigree like Chris Pronger. Now he doesn't, they don't play the same type of game and that's not really the thing that uh, uh, Duncan Keith brought to the Edmonton Oilers. But what he did bring was the leadership to the group that everybody needed he had the experience a three-time stanley cup winner a two-time norris trophy winner two-time olympic gold medalist he is one of the best defensemen of the last generation to have him sit next to and and really help mentor a guy like an evan bouchard a darnell nurse even a cody cc something the way that he was able to nurture and grow those types of players is so much more invaluable than what he did on the ice. Yes, sometimes, you know, maybe, I mean, he was 38 last season. Uh, The Oilers had two guys in the back end with him and Mike Smith 
that aren't exactly the spryest of chickens. Um, but again, what he brought not only on the ice, but off the ice was something that the Oilers needed. And that's exactly what for the Oilers to be successful in the X amount of next X amount of years that the Oilers needed. I mean, Leon Dreisaitl was texting uh, Ken Holland saying, we need Duncan Keith. He is difficult to play with and he's something that we just don't have. And that's what he brought to the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, it's not always about their on ice play. It, it is about what they bring to the to the team as, you know, the the leadership, the experience and, you know, that resume he has of the three Stanley Cups, Conn Smythe Trophy winner and, of course, the Norris uh, Trophy in 2010 and 2014. And that's something that, you know, the Oilers are kind of like a mixed bag team where it's not incredibly young. They're not all old. They're just kind of, you know, it's a little bit of everything there. But there is definitely valuable lessons for the whole team to learn. Well, absolutely. The biggest thing for the Edmonton Oilers and for uh, Duncan Keith when he came in was Evan Bouchard. Evan Bouchard is going to be the offensive threat for the Edmonton Oilers for years to come. But there is so much still to be desired in his game that people just didn't understand how to unlock. But Duncan Keith was there to, no, I don't want to say hold his hand. These are adults here, but they helped him develop into a player that he's not yet there, but he understands how to become a true professional in this game and have success in this game. Uh, I mean, learning from one of, if not the best defensemen of the last generation probably helps a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, you have players who do need, you know, I don't want to, like you said, their hand held, but they need that little push to kind of get their uh you know find their footing whether it be another teammate or a coach or you know something like that and Duncan Keith was able to bring that to the Oilers and you know even if he only played one season there that is something that I'm sure Bouchard will remember and won't take for granted well, yeah, 100%. And you could see it in the playoffs. He got a little nasty sometimes. I mean, still Evan Bouchard. He still looks like an old man coming towards you here. But it's still, he's learning a lot. He's he's young, despite what he looks like. Uh, a lot of people call him dad or, or uh, as yeah, dad, I believe, here in Edmonton. But, uh, again, just to close out on Duncan Keith, quite the career uh over his entire career, 1,256 point, uh, games played for him. So over 1,000 games, over 1,200 games for him in the NHL. Uh, 106 goals, uh, 540 assists, and 646 points. Now, uh, to close it out on a, a nice note, were you able to, to see any images or anything like that from his retirement? No, I wasn't. So he brought up his son, Colton, uh, genuinely. The, the biggest thing for Duncan Keith and the reason why he left Chicago was because he wanted to be closer to his son. He came to the retirement and brought uh, Colton onto the, the, the stage with him and everything Aww. that he did 
was there with Colton. He thanked him for the uh, inspiration that he's had over the last year specifically. And the nicest part for him was being able to play this last season with Colton in the rink with him and, and genuinely such a, a beautiful mo- I was in tears. I was in tears the whole time. That is really sweet. And I remember that being a conversation of when he was he traded. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. But you know, that kind of being the narrative of him wanting to be closer to his son. And I, I don't blame him. You know, I, we're going to talk more about family and how that plays a big role in uh, your decisions and your career coming up. But that's one of those things that you can't like dog on someone for, because at the end of the day, that's what matters most. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Alrighty, let's shift into, because you did tease it a little bit, let's shift into the free agent market, as yes, it is free agent day, so who's hitting the market? Let's take a break from the Edmonton Oilers for a second. Who's hitting the market? Yes, Johnny Hockey, and as uh, I believe it was uh, uh, Brian, uh, somebody from Sportsnet, so I'm stealing somebody's joke, but Johnny Hockey's turning into Johnny Cash here. Uh, so where will he go? How much will he make? We will get into that in just a second, but first, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including next year's Stanley Cup odds for, well, the entire league. But I have a feeling that mm, a couple numbers are going to be changing after some players uh, fall into place today in free agency. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports scores, and much more. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. Plus, BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Where we are going to continue with our show is, yes, Johnny Goodrow announced last night, very late last night, as you found out, uh, Jess, that Johnny Goodrow is not going to immediately, potentially, probably, return to the Calgary Flames after a long tenure of Johnny Hockey in Calgary and in Cowtown. Unfortunately, seemingly coming to an end. So where will he go and why is he leaving, Jess? Well, he we don't know where he's going. The rumors have always been that he wants to go home. For those of you who don't know, home is South Jersey, uh, which is basically, he considers himself a Philadelphia boy. And... To be honest, I thought he was from Philly until I did, like, not recently, but before I started covering the Flames, I was like, this kid just, like, he's always linked to Philly. He has to be from there. But, uh, you know, he's been linked to the Flyers, the Islanders, the Devils, which makes sense, you know? He's expecting his first child, which is so exciting, with his wife, Meredith, Uh, and his parents are obviously a little bit older, too. 
and Guy has had health issues. And I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, he's selfish for not wanting to take $84 million. (laughs) No, it's it's not about the money. And I said it constantly on uh, Locked on Flames. It wasn't going to be about the money. It was going to come down to a family decision. And that's exactly what it came down to. Uh, He made the ultimate decision last night after the Flames had kind of been negotiating with his agent. And he didn't know. He truly didn't know until around 6 o'clock last night. And that... That has got to be hard, number one, for it to weigh on you that long. Number two, to, you know, tell the team that flew a private jet out for your entry-level contract signing, uh, that you weren't, you weren't staying. And he's not an ego kind of guy. He's not, this isn't, um, you know, about being one of the top play, top paid players in the league or, uh, getting a statue erected outside the new saddle dome or whatever it'll be. But at the end of the day, it's about family. And just like Duncan Keith wanting to play in Edmonton, I, I can't sit here and say he's selfish or he he made the wrong decision. The baby's going to be around great people <laughs> wherever they yeah. are. Like, And I know it's so, like well oh this is about hockey not the baby but it's like (laughs) oh this is literally about a child and I can't you know wherever he goes he's going to elevate this lineup he uh is setting this next franchise up for success as well so can't blame him Uh, there a hundred percent no I couldn't agree more with everything you said there I think from the other side because we did did just talk about the Oilers here uh I think from the other side the unfortunate thing like I, I I'm sad as somebody who covers the Oilers and somebody who's grown up an Oilers fan to see somebody go like Johnny Gaudreau from the Calgary Flames. What he brought to the Calgary Flames was something that honestly is the excitement and, and the skill that this kid brought was something that the Flames have needed for a while now. And, and mm-hmm. it, it was finally there. It, it's been... Uh, just year after year after year, just elite hockey. You don't get nicknamed Johnny Hockey for being a bad hockey player. And <laughs> he, he does that despite his size. Everybody would always go to his size, but yet he would still go, oh, okay, just, just, just you watch this. Last season, just look at last season 40 goals, 75 assists, 115 points. One of the highest point getters in all of the NHL. Yep. That's that's an invaluable thing to lose for the Calgary Flames, just by the stats itself. But the community guy that Johnny Gaudreau is, is also, a, I think, a massive loss for, for Calgary, the city of Calgary as well. And wherever he does end up landing is a massive uh, plus as well. Again, like you said, whatever lineup he's going to, he is bolstering that lineup. But he's also bolstering that community. Like you said, Absolutely. yes, this is about hockey, 
but there are other factors. This is a business, right? You got to make a decision over whatever is best, not only for the business, but also personally for you. And you could hear the pain and, 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 and sadness in Brad Living's voice after in the press conference, because like he said, they would move the earth for him. Yeah. They, and that's, and that's what's so hard about this for me because, like, I was recording the show yesterday and I was like, okay, like, who's going to replace him? There is no one on this earth that can yeah. come, like, that's on, even on the market. Like, obviously, a Connor McDavid and, you know, like, a Wayne Gretzky could obviously replace that. But you can't just be like, okay, like, come to the flames. Yeah, um, 115 points, please. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, no matter who they sign or what lineup changes they make, it's not going to be what Johnny did for this team on the ice, off the ice. The city of Calgary loved him. And, you know, I'm not, I'm on like the East Coast, so I don't see it, but I hear stories from uh, my co host, Audie, who's always like, these people love him. He loves it here. Like, uh, Guy would bring his <laughs> hockey gear to Calgary and play pickup beer league whenever he would come visit. And, you know, the, it's things like that that just kind of make you say, like, okay, he's going to stay here. He really likes it. But, again, why make your older father travel on a plane, long plane ride? <laughs> he can just yeah. train. <laughs> like, right oh, yeah. For New York or – you know, up to uh, Newark, New Jersey, wherever you may land. So that's the thing. I'm, I'm from Edmonton. Uh, Like I mentioned, going to the East coast is a a pain. It is uh, even flying to Toronto is a pain. Sometimes you sit there and you're like, Oh, am I actually going to have to get a connecting flight to Toronto? Like, yeah, like you said, that is, uh, again, family is important. You saw the even the impact that it had on a guy like Brock Besser, who had a very, very difficult time this season with something personal going on in his life with his father. It's something that weighs on these people. And then when you're living uh, the most painful fly in flight, I guess, in North America between uh, the U.S. and Canada... Uh, yes, it makes so much sense. Yeah, and you know, if anybody is family-oriented in this league, it's going to be Gaudreau. And um, I just, I really, it stinks to see him go, but, you know, you root for the player at the end of the day. Like, you, you just, I hope that he has success. I could never wish ill will on him for wanting to, like, be closer to family like I feel like I would feel like such an awful person if I was like he's so ridiculous his family can fly out here he can move them out here like uh, no one no yeah but you know there are still plenty more names on the market and we have our phones our twitter going um (laughs) i'm fully expecting something to happen while we are recording because who wouldn't love a good uh breaking news while recording instead of right after it ends (laughs) (laughs) but instead of uh 
breaking your car, let's talk about repairing it with <laughs> Rock Auto. Rock Auto is an amazing family-owned business that will have you saving money uh, 30, 50, or even 100% more than what you might find at your chain store. I just bought a new car, and I know that when it's time to replace floor mats, headlights, taillights, brake parts, you name it, I will be heading to rockauto.com because their prices are reliably low for every customer. And it doesn't matter if you are a do-it-yourselfer or a seasoned mechanic. Uh, they have everything you could need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet, which I love because I tend to spill things. I do a lot of driving. I turned in, I traded in my car yesterday and I was like, oh, well, that's definitely a coffee stain on the floor. Great. So Rock Auto will be coming through for me and they will be coming through for you as well when you Head on over to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. I woke up in the middle of the night last night, like normal, and I just see something retweeted. I'm back. I I didn't see who it was from. So I'm thinking, like, someone's coming out of, like, retirement. Someone's going to be coaching. It's a Vander Kane. Okay. Is he back? Is he going back to California? Is he going to Buffalo? I don't know why he'd go there. But where, where is he going? Where is he back? He's back with the Oilers. Brett, how do you feel about this? And the term, the figures, the implications? Yeah, well, yeah, that, that, that's a word for sure. Uh, well, and, and yeah, the implications is kind of the biggest thing right now. I, I'm trying to pull up here what exactly, because he does still have that hearing with the arbitrator. So, yes, he did just finish this uh, signing with the Edmonton Oilers last night, like you said, very late in the evening. Like you said, you woke up late during your sleep. I was getting ready for sleep, and I'm going, really, Kenny? You couldn't just let me get a couple of hours of sleep? You got to throw this on to us. But, yes, uh, he did re-sign with the Edmonton Oilers, a four-year, $20.5 million for him, but yes, he does still have that arbitration with the uh, San Jose Sharks as well. If Evander Kane, if I remember this, or if I believe it was Darren Dreger who reported this, um, but if Evander Kane wins his the arbitration, he now becomes or goes back to or becomes property of the San Jose Sharks. I'm pretty sure that is the implication. So then the Oilers would have to trade for his pick or trade for his rights. Yeah. If he, if the, the arbitrator sides with San Jose or with Evander Kane, I forget which exact, which way it is, but if he does end up becoming a San Jose shark again by contract, the Edmonton Oilers would have to trade for his rights again, and that contract apparently becomes basically null and void. And uh, uh, then the Oilers have to trade for it, which becomes weird. But 
the Edmonton Oilers and Evander Kane do not make that deal. Well, more specifically, uh, Ken Holland does not make that deal with some sort of foresight going into it. So speculation around speculation may not necessarily be fair. But again, the implication, there is always something swirling around Evander Kane. And that's obvious because we haven't even gotten to his on-ice stuff yet. We've already started this conversation with the stuff that could happen off the ice. But let's get on onto the ice here. Let's be real. Evander Kane is probably the best or well-suited person to sit next to Connor McDavid on that first line. He is somebody that the Edmonton Oilers haven't had on a first line since the Oilers brought in Connor McDavid in 2015. A guy who can actually have some skill. I mean, the kid scored how he played 58 games for the Edmonton Oilers last year, I believe. Goals. Unbelievable. He led the playoffs last year, finished tied with the lead for playoff goals, and still didn't even play. He didn't even play game four of that uh, uh, Oilers uh, Colorado Avalanche series. He has that. And the reason why he didn't play in that last game was because he was suspended for a hit. Now, I'm, I'm obviously not condoning uh, what he did. But he brings that physical edge. Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl in those playoffs. And Leon Dreisaitl did those playoffs, basically the entire playoffs, on one foot. But they were able to go out there and not be worried about, oh, their their biggest guy is going to hit me. Because their biggest guy is then worried about, oh my goodness, if, if I hit Connor or Leon... Then Evander Kane, who's a southpaw and one of weirdly, quietly, the best fighters, better fighters, I should say. He's not one of the best. But he's he's one of the top fighters there when he has to drop the gloves. Uh, I don't want to get dropped with a left hand because I hit number 97. And the whole time with the Edmonton Oilers, not one fight for Evander Kane. But he still has that presence. He definitely does. And I... We'll give him that. There's not too much I will give him leeway for, but I do give him credit for that. I was just reading an article on ESPN to figure out the uh, contract stuff. Thank it you. said Kane's grievance with the Sharks complicated his free agent status as ruling in his favor could theoretically reinstate his contract with San Jose. Now, I, I didn't know that until you mentioned it because I just – I completely forgot that his contract was kind of null and void for a little bit there, but I am very interested to see how this goes. His deal was worth 20 something million dollars, but he's also like $27 million in debt. Allegedly. How does someone, again, this is a question for lawyers and people who are good with finance. So if that's you in the comments, please let us know because I'm so like I'm genuinely so interested because he has full custody of his daughter apparently right now as well. So you can't just take all of that money because he need he needs to eat um, and provide for himself and his family. But you know what does that look like? And again, that's more of a big brain question. Locked on finances. Yeah, exactly. So if you, if you are one of those people, find us on Twitter or find us yeah, anywhere and let us know. But, you know, what do you think this means for the Oilers? Did they just get better? 
Oh, uh, uh, substantially. Well, and the thing is, is now that there are rumors swirling around uh, about now, hour after that uh, late night bomb from uh, Vander Kane, uh, Kevin Weeks also sent out a tweet saying that, well, it seems like, uh, hey, no tampering, please, no tampering. But it seems like uh, Jack Campbell is also on his way to the Edmonton Oilers, which shores up that that goaltending spot for the Oilers. So now you bring back a guy uh, that the Edmonton Oilers had a lot of success with on that first line. You shore up that goaltending. Now you just have to fill in the blanks here. The Edmonton Oilers might have just solidified themselves as one of, if not the best teams, not only in Canada, which is a big thing up here in Canada, especially between Oilers fans and and, and Leafs fans. Um, But uh, also potentially probably one of the best teams if not the best team in the pacific yeah i was gonna say i was thinking about this last night and i was like the flames no matter who they add to this roster got worse like that's not that's simple as that but with the oilers finally potentially allegedly signing a young not a young goaltender and a goaltender who can carry his weight and that has proved himself you you more than likely, unless Vegas finds their footing again, um, you know, the probably top contender in the Pacific, and I would even say the Western Conference. And right. I think I just threw up in my mouth from saying that. <laughs> but, but that's okay, because here on Western Conference Wednesday, we show everyone love. Exactly. Regardless There's of no our borders allegiance. here. There's no Highway 16 here to Calgary or whatever it is. I think that's wrong. I think that goes east. Um, but yeah, like like you said, <laughs> that's right. East and south are much different. But hey, um, but like you said, you threw up in your mouth a little bit. But that warms my heart because uh, genuinely, a lot of Oilers fans we dubbed those ten years where five of them we got a first overall pick the decade of darkness. It had a name. Like right. it was bad here. And now the Edmonton Oilers are able to make moves like this. And you can sit there and go, oh, are, are the Oilers up at the top again? And, and uh, yeah, yeah. Now the, the Edmonton Oilers currently sit at, uh, with Cap Friendly, they're sitting with about $9.6 million in cap space. So they still got a little bit of uh, finagling to do with that roster. Uh, uh, Ryan McLeod and RFA that needs to be brought in. Uh, Kyler Yamamoto. So those are two contracts there. Yes, a maybe. maybe. If yes, a Puyarvi isn't all the, already on his way out, there's mm. been rumors that potentially he could be a piece in a, uh, uh, a potential Connor Brown trade who's friends with Connor McDavid. Is Dylan Strom a guy the Edmonton Oilers take a look at? They still, the, I mean, the needs for the Edmonton Oilers, the Oilers still have needs. Brett Kulak isn't uh, locked up for the Edmonton Oilers, so they need a second-pairing defenseman. Apparently, the Edmonton Oilers may be looking at a veteran seventh defenseman to bring in because the Oilers do like running that 11-7 of uh, uh, bottom six guys, a couple of bottom six guys, especially toughness and people. Can I interest you in a Brett Ritchie? Yeah, well, hey, <laughs> why not? Yeah. Well, honestly, and, and somebody, if you want to mention Calgary Flames, personally, I would love a Nikita Zadorov. He's hitting the market. You can take him. 
I, I wouldn't mind him. I wouldn't mind. He was very difficult to play against in the playoffs. He's a big physical body. He does have. Yeah, he's oh, a big dude. He's got some skating as well. Like he, he he has a little bit of everything that he can bring to the table. The Edmonton Oilers were were rumored to be uh, picking on him as well last summer. With uh, mm-hmm. uh, it was the uh, oh, no. which move was it? Yes, Chicago, and it was the. Oh, I'm so trying to uh, Ethan Bear. Ethan Bear. Yes. There were rumors that it could have been Ethan Bear for uh, uh, Nikita Zadorov. So. The Edmonton Oilers might be kicking around uh, on him as well. So we are about an hour and a half, a little less from the official noon deadline with free agency. And we can only imagine what's going to happen and where players like Nazem Kadri, Johnny Gaudreau, and really those are just like the two is the two biggest names that I can think of right now. Um, that are probably going to make a splash. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, Evander Kane would have been in there, and yeah. he's out of there. If uh, Genny Malkin rumored to be coming to a, a West Coast team or West uh, Western Conference team potentially as well, he's off the market. So it's it, things for Johnny Gaudreau and, like you mentioned, Nazem Kadri, who a lot of teams have cap space for. There's a lot of potential movement to be made yeah. today. And if you are interested and available, we will be doing uh, some Locked On NHL Live Hangouts with Free Agency, and it's going to be an absolute blast. So make sure that you are subscribed to Locked On NHL on YouTube. And Brett, where can people find you for the latest Oilers moves in news? Yes, on uh, well, the show specifically, I'm going to keep the show uh, Twitter updated at Locked On Oilers. Uh, yes, just Locked On Oilers. I know a lot of people have the LOPN or whatever. I got lucky. It's just Locked On Oilers. So make sure you tune into there, and you can also follow me on Twitter at the Real Holden Forty. But you don't care about me. You care about those Oilers. So make sure you tune into Locked On Oilers. Yes, and you can find uh, the latest Flames news at LO underscore Flames. And, of course, if you want to follow me on Twitter for some wild reactions and takes, uh, just Tomato. All the tweets are impulsive and uh, just whatever comes to my head first. So there's Isn't no that what Twitter is. There's no true analysis. <laughs> like five minutes later when I'm like, okay. All right, breathe. It's okay. So... Which is why I could never be insider because I, <laughs> I run my mouth too much. But thank you everyone for hanging out. And we will see you next Wednesday for some more Western Conference Wednesday.